This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome to this week's edition of America's Voice for Energy. I'm Marita Noon, Executive Director of Energy Makes America Great and the companion educational organization, the Citizens Alliance for Responsible Energy. Through this show, I have the opportunity to interview various experts that are related to the topic of each week's column. This week, thanks to the work of Christine Lakatis, who if you're a regular listener to America's Voice for Energy, you know that she and I have worked together many, many times over the years. And this week, she did a special blog post regarding the Clinton Foundation and Haiti. And I did my column based on her research. However, in doing my own research, I found there was really an energy connection to what has gone on with the Clinton Foundation in Haiti. So we're going to talk to several people who are experts on the situation in Haiti and uh, what's going on there. And I'm delighted for our first segment to give us some background to have with us Dr. Randy Short, and he is a human rights defender and someone who is an expert in the global study of African people. So I look forward to hearing what Randy has to share with us today. Randy, I appreciate you taking your time uh, to join us here on America's Voice for Energy. Thank you. Thank you very much. So let's start first by explaining uh, for our audience what is it exactly that you do, and how did you get involved in this topic? Well, very simply, I, I work with uh, several groups um, uh, that are either for human rights, against eugenics, or advocates for either women or people in the global south, whether it's the International Human Rights Association for American Minorities, the Rebecca Project uh, for Justice and Human Rights, I am Washington, D.C. Chair for uh, Brothers in Support of the Million Women Marching Universal Movement. And uh, just just honestly, people who are of African descent are under global attack, vital forces of racism, capitalism, white supremacy, meaning there are all kinds of issues in places from West Papua to the Dalits of, of southern India where we're trying to help people who are facing uh, the incursions and oppression uh, upon them based on how they look and where they're from and the resources in the soil where they live. Well, it's a big topic. I'm sure we could spend an entire show just on that topic alone, but since we're focusing today on Haiti, uh, how does this play into Haiti? Well, it's very simple. Haiti... Uh, first and foremost, must be recognized, one, it's the second most populous country in the Caribbean. At the same point, Haiti is the first island that Christopher Columbus or uh, Cristobal Colon, also called, reached in the so-called uh, discovery of the Americas. So all whatever you want to talk about, the uh, elimination of the Indians and the forced importation of Africans and the first uh, colony that made huge amounts of money for Spain and then later France. It's Aite, which is for the whole island, and um, people call it Haiti. And, of course, at a certain point in the 19th century, due to intrigues, the island was split into the Dominican Republic and uh, the rest of the island called Haiti. 
uh, the most densely populated country, and it also, unlike what most people know, Haiti being the first place that Europeans came to in the Americas, at least in, uh, of course, people from the Vikings that went to northern Canada, but to permanently settle. Haiti uh, was the engine for, one, uh, European exploitation and development, as well as it is the mother of freedom in the Americas. It's not the United States. The United States, when it was established, was a society where up to a third of its population was enslaved. Haiti was the first democratic society established in the Americas, for that matter, in the world, where people who had been enslaved outlawed slavery and declared everyone free. In fact, the people of Haiti fought in the American Revolution, hoping that the Americans being free would support their freedom. They haven't done it from 1776 to the present. So what is that? Uh, <laughs> it's been centuries of, of being in opposition to the people there getting their freedom. However, once the uh, Haitians attained their freedom after suffering a very serious uh, revolutionary war for their freedom, costing up to a quarter of a million lives, Compare that to the American Revolution where maybe 10,000 people died. The Haitians lost a quarter of a million people. But wow. But getting their freedom, the Haitians funded revolutions against the Spanish and everyone else. So Simon Bolivar and uh, the, the Mexican revolutions, all of these were funded by the Haitian people. And Haiti's reward for helping to free its neighbors was to be rejected because they were black and proud, to be starved, to be vilified, for the United States to have a 60-year uh, blockade and embargo against the country. And uh, the hatred for Haiti was so intense within the United States. Let me go back and share with you that when the United States as an early republic wouldn't even build roads or have public schools, the United States was giving money and guns and food and resources to the French to do genocide on blacks in Haiti, even when they wouldn't provide basic uh, services to American citizens because of the, the backbone of what makes America is black enslavement. And that's the same for Mexico or other societies. Most people don't see how integral the enslavement of Africans has been to the development of North and South America and Haiti has always been a stone in the shoe of those who would enslave and exploit others. By the way, when Haiti did become a free state, anyone in the world was welcome to live in Haiti as a free person. They offered international amnesty. In fact, during the era of Nazi Germany, Jewish people who were rejected everywhere were welcome in Haiti. And most people don't know that. And the Haitian, no. it's a predominantly black country. Uh, many people who were Polish, who fought for Haitian freedom, uh, were declared Haitians. And so Haiti is, uh, it's interesting, uh, people associate Haiti as this black intolerant. It's completely the opposite. The blacks of all, if you want to live in freedom, you can come to Haiti. You'll be welcome. If, but you have to be for freedom. It's very different from America, the mirror opposite. So it sounds like, um, well, let me, let me hold, hold that question for just a moment. Before we came on the air, you were telling me about your personal heritage with Haiti. Right. 
Well, let's do this simply. When people were forcibly imported, or I'm sorry, exported from Africa to the Americas, there was a process called seasoning because if you're used to a tropical climate, you're not going to do well if they put you in Canada if you're used to living near the equator. So they would take people from uh, West Africa or Central Africa and they would put them in places like Haiti or Cuba and uh, those people who survived the trip would be fattened up, their health would be improved, they would be made used to being controlled by uh, whites, and then they would be shipped to the Americas. In the case of Haiti, it was the most profitable European possession in the world for France, but it was a very brutal regime where people were... Working. And so that, that's why Haitians today speak French. Is that correct? Yes. Well... Initially, the Spanish had the possession from 1492 to 1625, and then the French had that from 1625 to 1804 when the, the, the Haitians successfully kicked the French out. In fact, the 1804 connects to America. The reason that the Louisiana Purchase, the reason that Thomas Jefferson was able to get that land was France had been bankrupted by fighting against the Haitian people wanting their freedom, and that money was being used to kill black people in Haiti. And so America was able to double in size as a fallout of the French failing to uh, re-enslave the population of Haiti. Now, uh, having said that, when the Haitian slave owners fled Haiti, they came to America they went to New Orleans. They went to places like Mobile and Charleston. If you look at the uh, grill work of the porticos or the porches, uh, this it's similar in, in Haiti and in New Orleans and in Charleston because it's the same skills, the same metalwork, the same people. If you travel the South, the shotgun house that's associated with the South is actually yeah. Haitian architecture. If you go to evangelical churches, Pentecostal churches, holiness churches, and you see people dancing, it is the influence of Haitian, the Haitian religion, Voodoo, uh, misnomered Voodoo, and Pentecostal, that has influenced the American religion and religiosity. In fact, maybe one in four Christians in America are influenced by Haitian spirituality, even if they don't claim it. Uh, now, People were brought here. My family was brought from Haiti at some point close to 200 years ago. And uh, my uh, ancestors were uh, founding, the women founded the oldest Roman Catholic order among black women called the Oblate Sisters of Providence. And my last name is Lancaster. The Lancasters were the British royal family that, after losing power in the War of the Roses, uh, came to Maryland and were uh, deeply involved in the uh, enslavement and exporting of Africans to the Americas. So I have family from Haiti, the Dominican Republic, all up and down the East Coast up to New York. And so that's the white ancestors. Uh, of course, I'm part white. That's been genetically proven. The whiter, the lighter people in the family sold people. That was the family business. Fascinating. We've got only just a little more than a minute left. Are you able to tell me in that amount of time kind of what happened from that Haiti that you're telling us about to today? How did it, how did... Two 
simply one thing happened. Uh, once slavery ended in the United States, the United States normalized relations with Haiti, but worked to continue to isolate Haiti. In fact, it's connected to Cuba. The reason the United States occupied Cuba is to prevent it from becoming another Haiti, because Cuba is also predominantly black, although most people know Cuba through Ricky Ricardo. So Haiti has yes. continued to be a place that the U.S. tries to contain and control the economy. Exactly 101 years ago, the United States invaded Haiti and uh, took over it economically and installed uh, regimes that, are, that favor American businessmen and American profit and disadvantage Haitian people. And there are various manifestations and changes in how this goes, but ultimately at the end of the day, the wealthy people in other countries benefit from Haiti. Uh, who And, and, and that's really what we're seeing happen now with this story with the Clinton Foundation uh, and uh, the Caracol Industrial Park. Uh, absolutely, and we need to be clear. Haiti, um, like I said, had the best coffee, the best sugar, the best everything. Haiti has uh, the largest oil reserves in the world. Haiti has the largest gold reserves in the America. Haiti really? has lots of things that no one wants to talk about. Haiti is not devastated. It has some of the best hardwood in the Americas that has not been destroyed. Haiti is very, very rich, and Haiti represents almost an aircraft carrier. If America is to control Venezuela and Colombia, if they could have bases in Haiti, they can Okay, Dr. Short, I'm, I'm out of time, but okay, we'll be right back. We'll pick up where we left off in just a moment. Thanks. Stay tuned on America's Voice for Energy. Quick stakes, that's Q-U-I-K stakes, are not just for surveyors. They are great for family and community gardens. Go online to www.quickstake.com or contact your local land surveying supply dealer and get you a box of quick stakes. You'll love them every year when you plant your garden. Again, that's quick stakes, Q-U-I-K stakes, the truly preferred way to stake and identify what's in your garden now. When four members of Congress all die within four months, each of their deaths appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. His search discovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren. On Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to America's Voice for Energy. We've been having such a fascinating conversation with Dr. Randy Short, providing us with fascinating history of Haiti that I've asked him to, to, to please stay with us for another segment. So, Dr. Short, you were just explaining to us before I had to cut you off, and I'm sorry about that, but glad we can continue the conversation. But we were, we were discussing um, how Haiti went from being um, such a, a successful uh, island, uniquely so with the, the kind of the birth of freedom as you've described it, to what we think of as Haiti today. And you were explaining... Uh, something, and I had to cut you off, I'm sorry, so I hope you'll continue, about the Haiti and its relationship to Venezuela and the United States? Do I have yes. that correct? Well, Haiti, the United States, if it's going to have 
control over some of the countries in South and Central America that are showing resistance to being dominated by America, because they control Haiti, essentially it's been, a, it's been recolonized uh, starting under President Bill Clinton about 24 years ago. The, Haiti has been recolonized. Yes, with the U.S. Okay, I just want to make sure I had the right country. I just want to make sure I was understanding not Venezuela. Then, then they are able to do things with greater ease from that country as well uh, for people no one wants to do So Bill Clinton, let, let me get this straight. Bill Clinton was had his fingers in Haiti back when he was president. His, his involvement yes. with Haiti did not start when he became... Um, the what is it that the, he he is for the UN? He has a has he, some official he's a special title. Special envoy for the UN to Haiti. Uh, no, it started when he was supposed. He allowed uh, them to uh, deny Aristide the right to come back, but that the people prevailed and Aristide was allowed to return. And forgive me, I may have the chronology off. It may have happened under Bush. Uh, and then uh, Clinton let it continue where there was a, a coup against Aristide. It's either sometime uh, late in Bush's administration or early in Clinton, and he gets back in. But Aristide, the first democratically elected uh, person that the people of Haiti wanted, the United States was against. But we need to remember something that's not commonly understood by Americans. One, the United States under President Grant had looked at taking over Haiti and making it a place to dump all the black Americans. Okay, most people don't know that. No, no, certainly and, not. Yeah, that's, this is how people think black people complain a lot. Um, that racism and white supremacy is persistent. It, it's always doing something that people have to react to. In fact, Frederick Douglass, who was the best-known and res most respected black man in America, supported Haiti being taken over and, and being made a part of the United States. In fact, President Abraham Lincoln had uh, set aside hundreds of thousands of dollars to explore dumping African-Americans in Haiti. In fact, there's an island called Mole, and right now there are people who are descendants of folks who were sent to Mole 150 years ago, uh, more than that, from the United States. And by the way, the Clinton people and their buddies are taking the land away from blacks who were repatriated out of the country who were not wanted in America. Now they're losing the land where they are right now. Segwaying through all of that and reminding you that Haiti funded Simon Bolivar and all the other liberators in South America, uh, these countries all agreed with the United States to punish Haiti. So it's a country that was isolated for most of its uh, early uh, history. In addition to that, Haiti got its freedom with an indemnity that the French put on them, the same way indemnity was put on the Germans by the French and the British that caused World War II. Haiti has an indemnity that they've been paying for over 200 years. The French set them up to economically never, ever be able to be viable because they're always having to pay the French for having gotten their freedom. That was the only way that the French would not continue to come and make war against them. Now, ultimately, uh, about 101 years ago, the Haitians had a problem with making a payment or something, and the United States invaded and occupied Haiti for 19 years. They created a military, a, a National Guard, a La Guardia Nacional, for Haiti the same way that they did in Nicaragua, which brought us the Samosas. And they waged a war, a Kake war, where they killed 
uh, thousands and thousands of Haitian people. They created and exacerbated a system of color racism among uh, black Haitians of different colors. And this thing lasted until the 50s where Duvalier, Papa Doc Duvalier, created, I guess, a new class which still worked on behalf of the uh, international powers and corporations. Now, coming to this more recent era, right? Haiti, Haiti right now, people have known for a while that they had oil and they had other things that just didn't want the people there to enjoy it. They made certain that they destroyed or prevented the one popular leader, Aristide, uh, from being able to have power, his Lavalas party, as... Uh, so, I, I have to jump in here for a minute. Mm-hmm. I have to jump in here because I did a lot of research for my column. I, my, I'm, I based it on Christine's research, but I did a lot of extra research because I was trying to find out what, how the power plant at Caracol is fueled. And in trying to figure that out, I never did figure it out, to be honest with you. I c- concluded, based on what I read, that it must be oil. But my research said that Haiti has no resources, and so they have well, to import. Well, there's never. I mean, no uh, urban area has resources. So they'll tell you. They'll tell you blacks don't read. We don't think. We, we don't have souls. There's always something that people don't have. But if they had nothing, why are they there? If they had nothing... Why have people shot in the head? Why are human rights organizers and trade unionists being murdered in Haiti and assassinated? Why won't they let this dirt-poor country have the leadership it wants and it's got nothing? Why? Good point. So, um, I, I, I don't believe, forgive me, as a person who has all sorts of heritages, just looking at it, it, it doesn't it doesn't pass the smell test. They should leave the country alone. Why did they invade nineteen fifteen, stay there and have to be pressed out and they keep going back? What do they want? Uh, the Haitian people don't enjoy the wealth of their country, but it is there. The uh, Clintons have uh, along with other people stolen one third of the property, one third of the land in Haiti is now in the hands of people who are not Haitian. The Haitian well, thank you for going back to the Clintons because I was going to jump you there. I don't want to run out of yeah, time yeah, no, no, again. The again but the, 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 the Clintons, um, first of all, subverted the democracy of that country by stealing the election and putting this Martelli in. I mean, a crackhead, a person of specious sexual uh, persuasion, a liar, a person who doesn't even have the right to be president of Haiti, Cheryl Mills, this same lying lawyer this fraud who's been given immunity to lie for Mrs. Clinton, they, she with Mrs. Clinton stole the election from the Haitian people and put in a fraud who has made trade deals, much like NAFTA and CHIP between the United States, or should I say corporations that work with the Clinton Foundation in these pay-to-play situations that are unfair, where the Haitian people are now robbed anew. In fact, the Haitian people are more unfree now and they've been in almost 200 years. Well, well, certainly, I mean, I, ob- I obviously do not know the depth of history you do about Haiti, but certainly in just doing the research I did for this one column, you know, that was what I was struck with is that, you know, this, this supposed industrial park that the Clintons are responsible for, and Cheryl Mills, it's a, as it, you it, said. It was a pink elephant. It was never going to do that. Look, 
Haiti does not have the kind of depressed wages, as, as depressed as they are, as other countries like China that have millions and millions of people. Haiti has about 11 million people. They can't compete with some place like China that's got billions. China has, say, 600 million rural Chinese that will work for practically nothing. Haiti doesn't have it like that. So it wasn't going to happen. They are bringing Haiti sweatshops, but they're destroying uh, the, the agricultural base of the country. The people who could grow their own uh, rice, they were self-sufficient in food production. For the Clintons to have rice produced in the, um, in the Arkansas Delta, where their rice industry was suppressed, they destroyed it in Haiti, and they're bringing in rice from Arkansas. The same rice Americans don't want to eat, don't buy, they can't compete with rice out of Texas and Louisiana, is being dumped in Haiti. For Tyson, when they have chicken that's old, that's not fit for human consumption, it can be dumped in Haiti. There's so many different ways in which Haiti is exploited. Blood products not accepted for Americans can be sold from Arkansas to the people of Haiti, and then we're told and, and that there seems to be a lot of Haiti. Arkansas. There seems to be a lot of Arkansas involvement in what you're telling me. Yes, and this predates. This goes back a while, but the Clintons have taken it to a level. They have, out of the almost 14 billion dollars set aside. A raise to help the people from Haiti who suffered from what many people believe a ecological weapon that took over a quarter of a million lives. Fourteen billion dollars was raised, and 96 percent of it never reached Haiti. Nice guys like the Red Cross and the Clinton Foundation got the money. They could put a half billion dollars out to build houses, and they built six. They bring in U.N. soldiers who, who defecate in the water that the people need to drink and it caused tens of thousands of people to die or get sick from cholera. It's the U.N.'s fault. The U.N. shoot and kill innocent people. They rape and molest girls and boys and women. Every kind of human rights violation and economic theft and rapine exploitation of Haitian people has occurred with the involvement of Bill and Hillary Clinton. Well, this I've just got one. I've just got a little more than a minute left, Doctor Shroy. You brought up the sexual, the raping of girls. In my research, I read that at this the CIA um, factory, the CIA traders factory, that. Uh, Sexual favors are often required to get a job. That's not favor. That's force. And you're talking okay. about that factory, but I'm talking about children. We're talking about U.N. soldiers raping and making selfies and videos of raping children and almost nothing being done about it. Well, I mean, you know, I'm pointing this out because Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton repeatedly claims, well, she's for women and children, she's for women and children. But yet this factory that she and her staff personally made happen um, is not protecting women and children. Well, she could start at home with Danny Williams. Bill Clinton needs to take that DNA test. Look, she's a liar. He's a liar. They're grifters. They're corrupt. They're fraudulent. She's worse than Madame Mao and, and, uh, and Lady Dracula. She's a horrible well, Dr. Short, I'm up, I, I hate to cut you off while you're saying what I like you to say, but um, I just want I have a quick question to ask, and then we're, we're going to have to close it out here. But 
you know, you're so articulate on this. Why are you, why are you not heard more? Or maybe you are and I'm just not listening to the right places. Well, perhaps we're saying things that folks don't like. I'm a critic of Obama. I don't care how black he is. I'm a critic of, of, of Mrs. Clinton. I don't care if she's female. If you're wrong, whatever color, persuasion, if you're not treating the people right, I'm going to talk about you as I understand the facts to be. Okay, I've got 10 seconds left. How can people find out more about your work? You have a website? W well, wrandyshort at gmail. Just write me or they can Google me. I do quite a few interviews. Dr. Randy Short. Yes. Google me. Great. I'm there. I, All right. I appreciate your time, Dr. Short. Great insights, and I uh, hope our listeners will check out your work. Thank you so much, Thank and we'll be back with All another right. segment okay. on America's Voice for Energy in just a moment. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to America's Voice for Energy. Wow, we're having such an educational show today about Haiti. I had no idea when I wrote my column this week uh, the new people that I was going to meet, the information that I was going to learn. Uh, my church does mission trips to Haiti every year, so you know I, I have Haiti on my personal radar, but through the politics of this year, I wrote my column on it this week in hopes of uh, influencing the election. And our next guest is someone who is born in Haiti, and fascinating story. You're going to love hearing from her. We're going to talk to Azili Danta, Dantor. There, I think I got it right. She'll say it much more correctly than I do because it's a name I'm not familiar with. But Azili is the president of the Haitian Lawyers Leadership Network. She is involved in the Free Haiti Movement and is a human rights lawyer. So, Azili, thank you for joining us today on America's Voice for Energy. Thank you so much, Marita, for having me. I, I say hello to all of your listeners. Thank you so much. And correct your name pronunciation for me. I worked on it, and I thought I had it right, and then when I went to say it, I did it wrong. You did good. Um, it's Ezeli Dantor. Okay. Ezeli Dantor. Okay. 
Yeah, exactly. I got it better that time. So as I said, you were, as I mentioned in the inter introduction, you were born in Haiti, but you've lived in America most of your life, and you're a lawyer, but you focus on work in Haiti. How did that interest for you come about? Sure. All right, so I was born in Haiti, and uh, my parents came here when I was very, very young, started um, in elementary school. I went to school here and then became a lawyer, Boston College University School. University of Connecticut uh, School of Law, and I'm a member of the New York and the Connecticut Bar, and I have been for um, over 25 years now. I went back to Haiti as a human rights lawyer. Really, actually, I went back to Haiti as a legal advisor to the first democratically elected Haitian president. His name is Jean-Bertrand Aristide, and he was um, he basically was taken out of office in 1991 by a Bush, George W. Bush-backed coup d'etat, or regime change. And um, I was actually looking at your article on, on Haiti needs electricity, so, so I'm going to try to um, go towards what happened back then and what's happening now with regards to um, why Haiti is so underdeveloped. And it, it does have so much riches, but we have a humanitarian front, and we have a, 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 a perception management issue going on that, that makes really folks like you don't know really what's happening in Haiti. But essentially, when I went back to Haiti, it was when Clinton came into power, came into power in 92. So we're talking about Clinton uh, shadowing uh, what has been going on in Haiti um, since that, since his first election to today, till from the earthquake to now, which is now, which is because of Donald Trump getting a lot of attention, because he's actually the first national American figure to to talk about what has been happening, what the duopoly has been doing, both the Bush dynasty and the Clinton dynasty these last 30 years, and what they have done to Haiti is similar to what they've done across the world, which is privatize certain lands for the corporatocracy to use while the masses just grieve and die and, 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 and are fed all sorts of, of nonsense. So essentially, I went back to Haiti when um, Bush beat George W. Bush Sr., excuse me, uh, Clinton, and he said one of his campaign promises back then was to, to, to not treat the Haitian refugees in such a cruel manner, which was they were not allowed to come into Haiti, to the United States. They were put in Guantanamo at that time. But right before Bill Clinton became, actually, he made that promise to do that, but he reneged on it even before he got into office. So our, our controversy, Haitian, with Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton goes back to those years. And is now becoming um, um, available for people to see without the filter of those who manage perception. Basically, the, both the, the left media and the conservative, conservative media work for the same powers that continually fleece Haiti. So that's how I came into Haiti. I, I, went, I went there really, I thought, to just lend my services as a as a volunteer lawyer 
um, to do, um, I, I started this thing called the Haitian Lawyers Leadership Network. And I started it because Aristide, the, who was in exile in Washington, D.C., when I met him, he said, Is, are there any other lawyers like you who are raised hmm. here in America who would like to, you know, if I should go back, um, help us institutionalize the rule of law? And so I didn't know. Um, so what I did was I did the research, and I found that if there's 10 blacks at a law school, at least three of them are of Haitian descent, which was really percent. Yes. That was 94. It's, it's even uh, probably even more. This, but, and so what we, what we did was, you know, I had, I had my whole office work on it for three months. We put together a whole list of Haitians who would like to go back and help institutionalize the rule of law. And that means what we wanted to do... A lot of us were working at corporate America or um, had our own private practices, but we were ready as Haitians to, to give two weeks out of the year to volunteer it, to help, for instance, uh, the parliament make laws, to, to do a legal clinic to assist Haitians who were uh, victims of um, unequal, if, whether it was unequal, uh, U.S. policy with respect to how they treat the Cubans as opposed to the Haitians, or with respect to whatever Haitians might need um, in Haiti because they had suffered this coup d'etat that went up from 1991 when um, it started with Aristide to 1994. And Bill Clinton had said as part of his campaign promise that he, he, he would return democracy back to Haiti. Now, what he did... Okay? The difference between Bill Clinton the re and the Republicans is that he can hide or he hid better um, his warmongering than the, 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 the neocon group of folks that the Bush dynasty was, was dealing with. So the, what he did essentially in Haiti was um, delay bringing Aristide back, didn't fulfill his his, his campaign promises until um, um, he only had less than a year left of his term, forced Aristide to, to go to, 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 as a condition for going back, Bill Clinton said that Aristide had to deal with neoliberal economics in Haiti, put in, um, basically neoliberal economics means that you privatize public wealth to the global elite and you leave the people with nothing, um, to, 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 to raise their living standards. And um, so that's what they did, and that was a condition for bringing back Aristide. When I got to Haiti and I realized what was going on, um, 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 I said, no, we are here as Haitian lawyers to help institutionalize the rule of law. Um, we won't deal with the U.S. design because the USAID, United States Agency for International Development, designs what they call reforms for different countries um, and then those goes to Congress, uh, gets tons of money, and essentially that money never actually gets to reform anything in Haiti. What it is is a, is a, is a money pit for uh, 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 giving jobs to ex- uh, mission directors at USAID for giving jobs to consultant management that rotate through the government of America, um, and nothing actually gets done in Haiti. So, but this is the first time, Marita, because of Donald Trump. Ironically, I mean, it would be it would be you know humorous if it wasn't so deadly. What's going on? It would be humorous that the person that's labeled 
the, the, the racist by all of this media and so forth, um, is the person that actually allows me, a Haitian, who has been marginalized um, and whose voice is never heard, to actually be speaking to you today. Yeah, it's it. This story has come to light uh, due to the election or the the whole Haitian. Now, has you know you mentioned Donald Trump? Is he talking about Haiti at all? Exactly. That's yes, of course. He he. As I said, um, um, the last time anyone talked about Haiti on any level to win an election was Bill Clinton. Okay, and and yes. his stuff was just about. Um, uh, 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 um, uh, to re-image. What he did when he got to Haiti was re-image the old Duvalieris, the old uh, 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 death squads into George Soros' civil society. That's what he did. Now, Donald Trump is the first folk to actually give Haitians a, a platform. I've been doing interviews, and we actually wrote a letter, um, a public letter to Donald Trump to say to him, here is what's happened to us um, as Haitians. Here's what uh, uh, Hillary Clinton and her husband did under Barack Obama, the respondent superior. So if, if, if Hillary should be indicted, so should Obama. Because really what they did to us is that once Aristide was, was, was brought back by, by, by Clinton, but they took over essentially, um, and then there was another coup d'etat when he was elected again, like six years later in 2010, excuse me, 2000, when, when he was elected for a second term, his son, George W. Bush's son, did another coup d'etat against Haiti. And so then this time, they brought in the UN to be our occupiers. And so the UN has been in Haiti, supposedly to stabilize Haiti since 2004, since the second coup d'etat. I have been here since 94. We have gone through two U.S. regime changes because they didn't like the people that Haiti has elected. Now, in 2010, when the earthquake happened under Barack Obama, um, essentially what Barack Obama did, in our opinion, and Haitian resistance opinion, is that it, he, he gave Haiti to the Clintons so to get them out of his hair for eight years, and the Clinton used Haiti as their private ATM machine. And the way they did that, was by, number one, when the earthquake happened, um, we have a U.N. occupation in Haiti behind a humanitarian front. Their purpose is really to fleece Haiti of its natural resources. Now, every time you hear Haiti's name, nobody is comparing or saying Haiti's riches. But let me tell your audience, all right, that Haiti is one of the richest countries, not landmass, in the Western Hemisphere. Haiti has what they say about $120 billion worth of oil. Haiti has the most gold in the Western Hemisphere. They say that um, Dominican Republic, we're on the island that we share, uh, uh, the island yeah. of Haiti is shared by the Dominican Republic. They say Dominican Republic has $31 billion worth of gold. Haiti has, and, and, and they've been um, um, exploiting it for a while. Haiti has never had, uh, exploited it. So if they have $31 billion, we have much more, um, 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 twice as much. And some Haitians say, Haitian geologists say it's $100 billion worth of gold in Haiti. In those places, wow. that what, what the Clintons did 
was use the earthquake to 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 weaken further the Haiti resistance. They've they've weakened us through coup Okay, Ezeli, we're gonna we got I gotta take a break. We're gonna uh, this is fascinating, but we've got to take a quick break, and we'll be right back to continue what the Clintons did and how on earth they did this to Haiti. We'll be back on America's Voice for Energy. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to America's Voice for Energy. We've been talking this half of the show with Azili Dantor. And, uh, Azili, you were just telling us about the riches and the oil that Haiti has. And, you know, I do energy work. I've been doing this for 10 years. I've never heard that Haiti has oil. I've never heard. I was, I was last night with, uh, at dinner with a, a geologist who, does, who he calls himself a hard rock geologist versus a petroleum geologist. And I said, well, I'm doing, talking to these people about Haiti, and they say there's gold there. And he says, gold in Haiti? I mean, we don't, we don't know any of this. That's right. Because the, the duopoly media manages our perception. The reason Hillary Clinton's foundation was able to fleece Haiti out of all this money and uh, was because, you know, they come in as philanthropists. This is how the imperialist works, right? First they break the thing, and then they come in as heroes to, 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 to fix it. So we call it the, put it back the, together the in a new fire. way. Yeah, the arson is yeah, arson is fire. And I think I think I recall the Clintons. The Clintons' expression was better, better, stronger. They're going to make a Haiti yes. that's better yes. and stronger. That's what they did. They said they were going to make Haiti. They're going to build Haiti back better. They um, the, the 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 Bill Clinton was appointed as UN envoy to Haiti, supposedly to stabilize Haiti and raise money during the earthquake. Mrs. Clinton, at that time, during those years, was Secretary of State. So it was a family right. affair. Um, mm-hmm. They raised $10 billion at the U.N., $10 billion at the U.N. That was Bill Clinton, and he brought the World Bank into the, the U.N. for the first time as the U.N. depositor so that the, they could have complete control of that money that was given by donors, countries from the U.N., supposedly to help build Haiti back better. At U.S. Congress... Mrs. Clinton, they so they say that they gave Haiti three point six billion. So we're talking about almost fourteen billion dollars today. If you go to Haiti, cholera ravaged Haiti. Uh, the earthquake, nothing was built except a sweatshop at the spaces where I told you the gold is. 
so that they can build infrastructure, electricity, and water for their mining companies. And one of evidence of all of this is you all can see it if you go to my website and read my stuff, but essentially the all that we've been saying since 2008, since 2004, since 2000, all that is now public information because of those emails that have been released. And so one of the things they did was, for instance, uh, the, this is how the foundation worked. Uh, Hillary Clinton's brother, Tony Rodham, he basically told the New York Times, I went shopping, you know, at the, you know, the space where you have all of these global elites, what they do is they'll give a foundation money, to, they'll, they'll give a donation, and in exchange, they'll get some sort of boon in Haiti, which is what they did. So, for instance, at one point, this deadbeat dad, Tony Rodham, got one of the, was on the board of one of the companies, VCS Mining, they got a gold mining license in Haiti. So... That, and I'm sure, you know, so they get, so, so uh, Tony Rodham was on the board of VCS Mining that got one out of the two rare gold mining licenses, and that license was given to VCS Mining and then to Newmont Mining. Um, both uh, are donors of the Clintons, right, give money to the Clinton yeah. Foundation. And any I didn't know they were, but I, I believe you because I know that's how it works. <laughs> That's how it works. And in exchange, right, they got this license. And how did they get this license? Over the head of the Haitian people who were suffering trauma after trauma because the UN who came in supposedly to help us gave us a deadly disease called cholera, which has killed since the earthquake. Now, the earthquake killed 316,000 Haitians, made almost 2 million um, um, homeless. And they were going to build us back better from that. But yet what they did was use that opportunity to further um, uh, compromise Haiti land and resources. So by putting in, they rigged the 2010 election. Cheryl Mills um, went to Haiti constantly. The Haitian uh, 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 Electoral Council gave her and Hillary Clinton one result. That didn't include Michelle Matéli. But they brought us back a new result in Michelle Matéli, who wasn't supposed to be in the runoff, won the election, and he's the one that signed off those licenses one of which went to Tony Rodham. That's the issue. That's what they've been doing. That's unbelievable. I mean, I, I, I really didn't, as much as I researched and, and read Christine's research, but I did additional research, because what I was trying to find, and, and maybe you know the answer to this, Zeely, the, the power plant that they built, and, and in all my research, nobody really ever talked about this power plant. And because I do electric, or energy work, when I read that they built a power plant, that was like a big, you know, ding, ding, ding for me. And I'm like, okay, they built a power plant. And, you know, Hillary wants to convert America, get us all off of fossil fuels, and convert us all to renewable energy. But yet this power plant is not wind, it's not solar, but I could, I could not find anywhere where anyone had really written about this power plant. I could not figure out what the fuel of the power plant is, and in doing my research to try to figure out what is the fuel of this power plant, I read that Haiti has very little natural resources and it imports all of its fossil fuels, and then it said, um, I, somewhere it said uh, that most of the power plants in the country, which there are a few of, are powered by oil, making the Haitian people susceptible to the volatile price of oil. So my guess was that this power plant is oil, but 
but that's so what I, I what I read was there was very little natural resources exactly and that's what you're supposed to understand all right so I don't know exactly what they use uh, for that power plant but that power plant was created like I said um, out eight hours a day away from where the earthquake happened okay the people okay so and it was right, supposed right. to be the, the, the flagship. So all that money, all that money that was donated globally, and m much of it by well-meaning American citizens. I know some right. of it was half. A half lot of it was American also through population. the Clinton Foundation. But that's the right. well-meaning American citizens who were heartbroken to see the disaster that the earthquake brought to Haiti pulled in, dug deep into their wallets and donated. And um, they, but this whole project funded by U.S. taxpayers, funded by the Clinton Foundation, et cetera, it d does nothing for the earthquake victims. And in fact, according to my research, was uh, planned before the earthquake even happened, and they never wanting to let a good crisis go to waste, the earthquake gave them the kind of green light, I'd say, to expedite this project. Am I right? That's exactly, yes, that's exactly what they did. You got it correct. And I would love for you to, to, to pay attention and, and tell us. What, what you know what that power plant um, is using but remember Haiti is a landmass that was above the ground whatever above water level um, for a billion years it's a billion, it's over a billion years old so we have resources in Haiti that's found nowhere else including iridium and okay so we have oil gold iridium silver copper and there's coal in Haiti I if folks want to go on my website I have a map which is what Aristide did that, that scared the, Euro, uh, the, the global elite. He put a map together of all of Haiti's resources, and he said, we don't want charity. We want to use our resources to elevate the living centers of the people. That scared them to death because they, had all, they knew Haiti had all. They had to strategically and continually strategically deny it. But part of what they did with the earthquake is that they created these um, Panamax ports right where the Carol Call, so-called, uh, the sweatshop that they did, where, the, where you talk about where the, 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 the power plant right. is. And they said that they were going to use the excess electricity to, to, to help the villages surrounding that space. They have not done it, and the villages have been doing, uh, resisting and asking where it is. But in paperwork that one of journalists, American journalists, um, I think she did it, she put it on Huffington Post, she found that VCS Mining had a paper where they said that the agreement with, now I've been saying forever that Caracol was built what, strategically where it was built so that they take, could take our resources out and build infrastructure for the mining companies. They had nothing to do with the earthquake and the people who suffered the earthquake. As a matter of fact, Hillary Clinton told everyone that the reason why they were there was that they were going to give uh, 65,000 jobs to Haitians. Today, years later, uh, I think they inaugurated it in 2012. It's now 2016. There's less than, I think, 8,000 jobs given to Haitians, but they are doing all they can to provide electricity, and there's documentation from that power plant to the mining companies. Now, remember, up north... Now, is the mining are company active? Are, are they currently mining? They say no, but that's not true. Like I said, they've been mining Haiti for a long time. They, right now, we have um, Israeli military at our border. We have the UN at, in Haiti in a space that has less violence than the Dominican Republic, than Washington D.C., than 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 Bahamas. We have less violence, but they have the UN there. Why? Because they took out the Haitian government that was 
self-reliant and trying to use the resources to elevate the people, then they had to bring in the, 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 the NGOs as a mask. So to focus people's attention on these poverty pants and these, their poverty porn, um, and, 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 and that's what they did. So, so essentially, um, that's, that's what you have here, um, 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 a colonization. And Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton was heading that colonization. And now it's all being exposed because, you know, not because of what we've been doing for, for 22 years, which has put it out, but because now people are paying attention um, because um, uh, there was a question, of course, in the third debate where they ask, um, you know, uh, there's allegations that no, that uh, the, the the Clinton Foundation. Now, the Clinton Foundation said that it raised thirty thousand, thirty million dollars for Haiti. Um, as I said, that's in addition to the ten billion that was raised at the UN, and then the money that Mrs. Clinton had control of, which are taxpayer yeah, dollars. Yeah, through the State Department. Aid. Yes, exactly. We're down to about a minute and a half, Azili. Let me make sure we get your website out. You've mentioned it a couple times, and it's simply your name, which is E-Z-I-L-I-D-A-N-T-O.com, EziliDantor.com. Exactly, exactly. Thank you okay. so much for having me. So now we're down to about one minute, so I gather you're not okay. going to be voting for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> No, as a matter of fact, um, you know, I, I work with grassroots groups, and one of them, Comacota, has been picketing um, uh, Hillary Clinton's headquarters in Brooklyn since they started. I mean, before this election started, they have been out there. They were first out at, at Bill Clinton's offices, then when Mrs. Clinton, uh, they, so, and they basically said at that time, if a dog is standing there, vote for the dog before you vote for Hillary Clinton. So essentially, we don't care. We know what Hillary Clinton is about. We know that they only want a third Obama term and that they are going to continue doing to Haiti what they have been doing to Haiti. So we wrote, I wrote a letter on behalf of, of the Haitian resistance, and we said, listen, um, uh, give Haitians a reason to vote for, for you, Donald Trump. Um, we want the UN out of Haiti. We want. We we would prefer to see the the millions of dollars that the United States is paying to the UN to stay in Haiti go to inner city American uh, 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 work than 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 to this 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 diseased uh, uh, non democratic organization that raped little Haitian girls in exchange for food and that that brought us cholera that killed ten thousand Haitians and made sick a million Haitians. We we asked well, if that's what we did. We're out of we're out of time, Azili. I appreciate it. Thank we could you. go on and on. I'm sure it's fascinating, and I hope that you and I uh, stay connected in the future, and and hope that our our efforts to impact the U.S. election are effective. Thanks that's for joining right. me on Thank America's so Voice for Energy, and tune in again next week on AmericasWebRadio.com. <laughs>